Oh, oh, it's like that. <laughs> it's like this, it's like that. Oh, that one got me. Oh, on the, that one got oh. me. Oh, I felt that one way. spray me in the face. Holy smokes, that was a nice snap. Damn. And welcome to From a Certain Point of View, Wooden Ball Films Podcast, everybody. Today, my Loki, we got a big show for (laughs) you. Oh, man. Oh, man. It is come to that time of the year, folks, where we have decided that we were going to take a little bit of a summer break and take some time away from the show and enjoy it with our families and the sunshine if it wants to come back. Um, so today's going to be <laughs> super duper, marvelous, marvelously big in all of the best ways possible. And I'm joined, as always... By a man who found a tub of brew cream, maybe? I don't know. He'll have to tell you. <laughs> Slick that back and he's going to be your silky and, and I'm going to be his super smooth. It's my man, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Justin Turbo. Oh, oh. What's up, man? What's up? Man, I, I got to tell you, like, I just love coming after you because you always give me, like, the grandest welcomes to the show and i'm always like what's up bruv <laughs> hey everybody uh, so i do want to say man like yes people we are we are we're doing a, a a season one finale wraps up with the loki season finale it's gonna be loaded too you know why because rachel's back rachel's coming back my goodness thank you um so she's got a lot of catching up to do that's all i gotta say so, Rachel, uh, you know, just do your thing. We're going to do, you remember speed quotes? We did it way back when. Way back when. I remember those days. It was before I finished the film blank. So we thought, well, you know, let's do, let's do some games in this episode too. So we're going to do some, we're going to keep it on theme with the Marvel stuff. So we're going to do Marvel speed quotes. Monologues, oh my goodness. If you're one of our OG listeners, you'll remember the monologue days. We're going to bring that back too. So we're going to do Marvel monologues. J-Pole brought another J-Pole back. I mean, people, we got a lot going on. So stick with us. It's going to be fun. We may or may not get to a whiskey shot or two to wrap things up for, for the big finale. Um, but you know what? We will be off air, but we will be online. So you can still come out and chat with us and hang out and all that fun stuff. Facebook from a certain point of view, Instagram from a certain point of view, podcast, Twitter from a certain PO1, all uh, mean, hurtful things to Wooden Bowl Films. <laughs> no, whoops. To from a certain point of view, podcast at gmail.com. Whoa, that would have been bad. You see where my head's at, man? I got Project Punked on mind. Punk. Hashtag Project Punk. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell you though, I've <laughs> this week I've come to realize that the little things in parenthood can be so rewarding. Cuz I got to tell you, man. The other day I went to sit down and watch TV 
I went to the little table beside the couch. I opened the drawer and the friggin' remote was in there. And I was just like, yes, dude, because you don't understand half the time we spend looking for the remote. We've lost two. We don't even know where two are. We're down to just the TV one. So n- none of the TELUS box ones, who knows where they are. And I'm like, kids, like you have to hang on to this thing and protect it with your life. <laughs> so when I opened it that one day and it was there, I felt, oh man, so much joy. You're done good. Done good. <laughs> no, because it was one day. It's one day out of like, I don't know. Uh, anyways, that's that's what I think about that. Hey, if being a good parent means teaching them where to put the remote. You're winning. <laughs> now yes. you got to cross that off the list and move on to the next thing that you got on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, they listened to me that one time. So success. Success. Anyway, folks, as I was going to say, normally Mr. Fantastic would ask me what I've been watching. But uh, we also normally do about 30, 40 minutes of pre-show jibber-jabber which I decided to include in the show. So be prepared for unfiltered, unadulterated, (laughs) maybe not that stuff, but, you know, differentness. We'll find out. Let's find out. Mainly because I didn't watch too much this week, but I read a lot of stuff and I watched like real life things, which I thought you might find interesting. So that's why I was like, change it up a bit. I also have a little scribble here. And I'm like, oh, what, what is, is it? What is this little scribble? It's actually something that I was thinking of for Project Punk. So, oh, those actually, are, can I tell you? Oh, yes, yeah, you can sorry, tell me whatever continue. you want to tell me. This is like confession. Go for it. This is confession. Okay. Oh no, this is. But th- this is going to be kept. Okay. Well, man, I have come to a very exciting realization uh, regarding Project Punk. And I'm just so excited to talk to you about it. And it's killing me. So I'm just I'm dropping that little teaser on you. Holy smokes. That's not fair. I have to. Yeah, I can't tell you on the show. I can always cut it out, but it depends on how long it is. We might get diverged too far (laughs) down the rabbit hole. So yeah, okay. I guess we'll wait. We'll wait. Um, we'll wait. We'll wait. Now, folks, you must wait. those of you that have been listening, Project Punk is the next project coming from Wooden Ball Films, uh, which is the first film project we've produced to direct ourselves for quite some years. So it's exciting for us. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to know about more, know more about it, hit us up on social medias that we mentioned before or check out our Wooden Ball Films pages and talk to us directly there that said someone dm'd us on facebook and i haven't read it yet so i have to get to that uh the wooden ball films one so anyway but what i've got a scribble here is a little like logo thing i was messing around with for a little something something there's something something that um if it comes to fruition, you'll know about it, Justin. But until then, you won't know anything more than that. So you can <laughs> oh, dangle in front on. of me and I will dangle back. <laughs> That's not fair. That's so not fair. It's literally just like uh, a production logo. You know, like 
because mm. mm-hmm. it doesn't have an actual official title yet. So Project Punked is the code name for it, and that's what it'll be called all the way through until completion. So I'm just like, hmm, what can I scribble here? In sort of like a dead Kennedy's just- kind of style. Oh my gosh. Could you just like quickly flash it by the camera? Yeah, it's like just it's like the s- most uh, archaic looking little thing. Hang on. This Do one we will- know artists? If you're an artist and you want to um, sketch something for us. It's, it's, a little, it's like the first little scribble. It's, it's the beginnings of history, folks. I like it. I thought it was, for some reason, I thought it was A. I was like, is that an A? Yeah, the way that I thought it was if, like that. If I tilted it, I think I had it had it too far. If I straightened it up, and if I extended that down, and I did, and yeah, then you'd hey, see that it was nothing like, straight or perfect about <laughs> punk or project. I just drew it, it and then I turned it into a patch and sewed it onto a shirt. Hey, maybe I should do that. Um, Make a pin. I will just go into what I've been watching and some of the things that uh, I'll mention. Uh, we can go on a little bit. Um, like I was doing last week, we were doing Single Parents. I actually finished the two seasons, but I missed probably a chunk of them because it was one of those shows that Alex just chose to watch while I did this with you, Justin, and she's currently catching up on sleep in the front room. So she, she watched a bunch more than I did. That's finished. I might go back through it because it's actually a really fun show. Uh, that second season was from 2020. So... Uh, I'm hoping there is a third season that's filming right now or if not finished and waiting for it to come out because it's. Uh, I was really surprised by it actually. I hadn't heard about it at all. And I was like, oh, what is this show? This is like a Netflix-only show. It's got one season. Nope, two seasons, 40-odd episodes already. Really good cast. Hilarious. So that was good. Uh, and then we literally just went to the next suggested show after that finished, which was Ugly Betty, which is why we started watching Ugly Betty. And I remember this show coming out. Did not remember that it came out in 2006. Wow. That far? That long ago? Yeah. I agree. It does not feel like it should be that long ago, man. Like that was... That was just a teeny bopper. That was just a wee little guy. I would have been at university back then. Yeah, I would be... Yeah. But I was like, dang, that's... 15 years ago. Saying it like that and saying I was in university in the same breath makes me sound super <laughs> old. <laughs> Don't go there. You're spiraling. You're spiraling. Yeah. Go back to the show. Young fella, <laughs> he's, you're he's, old now. <laughs> Pull it together. Pull, Pull it together. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny to kind of see. Like, it's, it's hilarious. And you can really tell that, like, they work for a fashion magazine. Like she works in a fashion magazine and some of the, the costume in it is very early two thousands. I'm like, wow, did we really dress like that? Was it dressed like the trendy dress like that? It's it's kind of like when you watch music videos from the early two thousands and I'm like, dang, oh, very, it's, it's going to come back every, every decade comes back. That said, I've seen that now. Just like, like I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I work with a bunch of young people, like a lot of them. And not so much the guys because the guys wear the same stuff 
every day when you see them. But the ladies <laughs> are all, you know, you come in, you see them, they've got like the platform shoes on and the neck chokers and the freaking, the big flare. Where the pants. hell are you working? I know. I'm like, this, this is before they changed into their, their work gear. But I'm like, man, you look like me when I was your age. It's like, <laughs> I didn't think bro cream in your hair. Yeah. So much bro cream. You're so greasy. So much. <laughs> so much bro. I'm gonna gift you some of that for Christmas this year, and you'll be oh like, god, what I is hope this? so. That- I'm like, okay, we're gonna have like a father son moment here, but it's gonna be friend friend son. Let's go into the mirror, and I'll show yes. you how to use it. You just get it, and you look it through, and then we look uh, like that would, that would honestly be one of my favorite Christmas moments. If that happened. Oh, then it's settled. You bro creamed me. I broke it. I, bro- <laughs> I got you again. Well, wait a minute. Can we, can we find it a different way to describe <laughs> that, please? You gifted me the bro cream. <laughs> you gifted me the bro cream. That bro cream. So how many seasons is Ugly Betty? At least are you, is it one of the ones where you're like got nine or 10 to go? Oh, I hope so. Because they're like, what is it? 85 episodes. So I went for four seasons, but they're, they're like 45 minutes long. So mm. some good, some good watching ahead. Won't take quite as long as Empire, but maybe by the time we come back after break, I'll have finished it. But who knows? You know, you, you'll probably have finished it, but have slept through two thirds, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I've oh, got, yeah, bud. You know, I, I progressed, folks. Back in the day, I was a. Dribbly bibbly. And then I fell asleep with food in my mouth. And. Bro, the OG is moist mustache. Moist mustache was the first. And then it was dribbly bibbly. I got no more mustache, just the beard. But now I've gotten into the habit of leaning back in the couch. And the backrest of the couch only goes to like my shoulders. Um, So. Alex knows exactly when I've fallen asleep because I'll <laughs> boof into the wall. <laughs> Head just whacks back into the wall every time. It never hurts, so it must get me on a sweet spot on the back of the head or something that, you know, my last name is Woodhead, and I always claim that nothing has ever bested my head when I've come head on with it. That said, I'm not about to test that theory <laughs> but the wall of the house it ain't got anything on my head if anything i'm gonna cause a hole in the wall before it knocks me out so uh i think i have to tie a cushion to, make, to my head yeah <laughs> just make sure the there's not make sure there's not a stud behind where you are yeah oh that was a good one <laughs> i'm permanently talk like this now um, so yeah, that's a new thing that's, that's happened. Like that's exciting. Alex can be in the, <laughs> in the kitchen and she'll, she'll hear like this whack and she's like, oh my gosh, what was that? And then she laughs to herself. She's like, oh, that's just Hayden. He's just fallen asleep. Most of the time. Even, yeah. That's so funny. Most of the time I don't even know. It's like a micro sleep. It's the most dangerous thing ever, but it's great that I'm at home on a couch so if I do knock myself out, at least I'm flopping onto a cushy couch and not behind the wheel of a vehicle or onto a road or something, you know. So, ah, oh dear. Yeah, yes, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. Lesson, folks. Sleep. It's good for you. Um, I read this super cool article because I did not realize it had been this long, but I'm going to age myself again, folks. 
Um, Deadline Hollywood did a little expose on the Lord of the Rings trilogy because this year marks 20th anniversary from the Fellowship of the Ring. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. It's been 20 years since the first, and, and, and it has, 2001. I remember because it was going head-to-head with the first three Harry Potter films, the first, and then the three Lord of the Rings films came out every, like, holiday for three years running. But I was like, dang. So it was really cool to actually, like, read about what Peter Jackson went through to get those films made. And it's insane. It's like a super long read. It's probably like a 20-minute article to read it. But I was fascinated by the different iterations that the film went through before it became what it became. So originally they were going to pitch it as just a single film and then they had over two films, which was the deal that they were shopping around the most. And then the Weinstein company had their fingers in it at a, at a point and they they did a dodgy deal where they were going to take – Surprise, surprise. Yeah, they were going to sell the rights of it to whoever wanted it, but they would take 5% of future – uh, box office gross that the films made and that was it right. that was the only thing that they were gonna like they're like you can have it but we have to get that so everyone was passed on it because they're like no one wants to give up that kind of money to someone who's not even involved in the picture anymore but yeah. new line cinema ended up with it peter jackson pitched it um they said no again because he's like i'm not gonna give it to you to make two films I'm going to give it to you to make three films. Hmm. Because so he's like, oh, okay. But it was it was really cool because Peter Jackson pitched himself as a director. He pitched New Zealand as a location. He created all the technology, like the, the animation that they were using for big – he's like, we won't need extras because we're developing this animation that creates hundreds of thousands of, like, people, but each one of them is interacting differently on the screen so it doesn't look like you've just copied and pasted the same action a hundred thousand mm-hmm. times. So each one of those like little orcs or those elves or you know the human soldiers, all of those are independently animated, but it's through a, an AI program. So they like developed all of this 20 years back. And they're like, you know, we have to do it. They're like they ended up being hundred million plus films but they had to do them back to back because the new zealand government wouldn't allow them to shut down the locations they needed for like they would shoot one film then they'd have to open it up for the public again and then they'd have to go through the whole process again two years later shut it all down shoot another film open it up so like the only way that they're going to let us do this is if we do it all in one go so they managed like all these things that they managed to do i was like and then, of course, you know, millions of dollars and Oscars and success and people still talk about those films 20 years later. So That's incredible. I remember, I think it was last, maybe it was last episode, maybe the one before, I asked the last time two franchises have gone head-to-head because we're talking about Star Wars sort of versus Marvel. And maybe that's it. The one you, you just said, Harry Potter versus... Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. 
one was for the younger audience and the other one was for Whoever. the cool kids. The cool kids. <laughs> one was a PG film, one was an M film, you know, whatever the rating is over here. So I so, think like the Harry Potters were PG-13. I don't know about the first one, but I, I know the later ones definitely are. Yeah, they did get a little bit more... Uh, dark. More dark, yes. Much more dark. Much more dark. Give me more dark. Well, maybe you didn't get to watch a lot of TV shows or movies, but you certainly got to look at some cool stuff. Yes. There's one more that I wanted to bring up, but I want to see if you watched it too. So I'm going to wait and then I'll bring it up later. What about you? What did you get to? You told me during the week that you oh. watched a bunch <laughs> of stuff, even though we only recorded like four days ago. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, the one I want to talk about. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to talk. I'm going to say three because these are three that I really liked. Fatherhood with Kevin Hart. It is, I just, I thought it was so good. And holy cow, can that guy act? My goodness. He's got some chops, man. I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's like a Kevin Hart I've never seen him before. You know, they, you know, when people hire Kevin Hart, I imagine they're hiring him because they want Kevin Hart, you know? sort of loud and funny and squeaky and hilarious. But this was different. It was, um, this isn't really a spoiler because this is what the show is about, but he ends up having to look after his daughter by himself and his, you know, her mom, the kid's mom, his mother-in-law wants him to move back to Minnesota and to raise a kid there so she can help. And he's like, no, I'm not, you know, like I'm her dad. Like she's fine with me and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do my thing and it's going to be fine. We're going to be great. And then like, you just see that like there's the struggles that he goes through. I just like could connect with him. Not that I was ever a single parent or father, especially, but there's this moment where he's just has the baby on the bed and I don't know, three, four, five months old, something like that. And the baby is just the middle of the night and the baby's just crying and crying and crying. And he's just like, what do you want? I've changed. You want me to change your diaper? I've changed your diaper. I've given you milk. And it's just like, but the babies don't care. They're just going to cry, you know? So it's, uh, uh, it had uh, it's like it's a drama, but he still had these funny min- moments in him. But it was never like over the top, like sort of comedy. It was also like real life situational comedy, and just being a parent, man. Like I could like just some of the stuff, and it was so funny, so funny. So definitely recommend that one. And the sweet pea, Dave. Dave, oh my gosh, it's been that long since I've seen him. Dan, <laughs> sorry, sweet pea. Um, we just he lost our only fan. <laughs> He's gone. Dan, come back. We'll make uh, for it. He's like, uh, he's like, he's saying he finally got Disney Plus, so 
he he's like, I don't have to skip the parts where you talk about all the Marvel shows anymore. Anyways, we had a good laugh, but he recommended the show. He said he's watched the show called The Kids Are All Right. And so I was like, I'll check it out. It's uh, it's uh, like one of those little 20, 25 minute comedy ones. Sucks it's only one season, but there's quite a few quite a few episodes, but it's really funny, man. It's uh, it follows this family in 1972, and they it's a Catholic family, husband and and wife, and eight boys, and just sort of like what it's like coming up then. But it's it's uh, it deals with you know because <laughs> things were different in the 70s, um. So it has these really funny moments because the 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 eldest son, he was going to seminary because he was going to be a a priest and it was going to bring status to his family, and like his dad and you know mom were sort of, you know, I don't, I mean proud for sure, but also like you know they want him to do it a little bit for themselves too. So when he comes back and he's like, yo, I dropped from seminary and and. It sort of spirals things, but in a, in a in a very funny sort of way. So really digging that one. I recommend that one as well too. Even though it's one season, it's still worth a watch. Whew, but man, and this is the one I messaged you about. The Tomorrow War. I don't know if you watched it. Not yet. There was nothing about this film that I didn't like it was so good and i just want to talk to you about it but i have to watch the film first but you have to watch <laughs> it first um but yeah man i just thought oh i i i'm gonna not say like really anything but i felt they did a really good job of storytelling and justifying everything so that it could make sense to an audience and just little things, little things that they, they did throughout. Kate was a bit worried because she doesn't really like scary stuff, but it was, it's not like a sci-fi horror. It's more like a sci-fi action. So they didn't like try and have like jump scares all the time and stuff like that. Even though it does deal with this war that takes place in the future where, you know, uh, earth is being invaded, invaded by a species that's not human. And so they've gone back in time to draft people and it's, man, it's, it's just, it's so, it's so good. And it takes between the past and the future, that time that is like the perfect amount of time to make it work for the story. And, yeah. 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 And it just start you just it starts you right off into it. You know, there, it's one of those movies where it's like we're we're going into the movie now. <laughs> I hope you're back from the bathroom and you've gotten your popcorn because it's started. It's go time. So uh I beg of you people, it's on Prime. Don't wait for this one. Don't be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to this one. Watch this movie. It is so good. L-Town Down. That's all I got to say. That's all I can say about it. That's all I can say about it. L-Town Down. I'm a little bit down. excited about it. A little bit. 
one of the one of the kids that I work with is fifteen. And he asks me every day, "Have I watched the Tomorrow War yet? Have I watched the Tomorrow War?" I'm like, "Oh." So I counter and I go, "Have you watched my film yet? Our film?" And which I just found out the other day, you, you can't, can't. because you can't, so. of things that I am rather filthy about. So I'm not going to talk about those. <laughs> Lack of communication with your clients is not how you do business, people. Communicate with your clients. That's cool. I'm excited to get it. It's just like we're stuck. We're not stuck, but we're on like a Disney Plus like rut. Not bad rut. Just like we fell into that groove and we're like we're riding it. We're riding that that wave of Disney Plus. So it's like once one show finishes, on to the next. Even though there's a bunch of shows. Don't even that- start on it. Don't even start on the Disney Plus show. Just go right to it. Just go Prime. Yeah. Tomorrow War. <laughs> Tomorrow <laughs> click, War. Click. Um, it's like we've got shows on Netflix that have new seasons that we really enjoyed their first couple. Like they've got Virgin River has a new series, a new season out, and Atypical has a new season out. And we're like, let's start Ugly Betty. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, and it's not like it's difficult to switch to different platforms. Anyway, I digress. I wanted to bring this up because, ladies and gentlemen, there was a funny moment during the week where something happened on the internets <laughs> that I sent to Justin. <laughs> and then like two hours later, he sent me the exact same thing. Like, check it out, man. Check it out. And I'm like, right on. That's really cool. Look what I sent to you a couple of hours ago. We sent each other the same thing. Um, it's quite funny. Yeah. Last week we were hypothesizing. Hypothecatory. Hypothecatory. What the ramifications of Loki would have on the MCU. And then also on what the Bloom and Heckles, Hugh Jackman and Kevin Feige are doing to the internet and the world collectively. And then how that might have the X-Men coming into MCU. And then we were like, well, what about if we ever saw a Wolverine in a Deadpool film? Mm-hmm. And then we'll go, what happens? Like three days later, Deadpool shows up on an MCU short film, I'm going to say, with Korg from uh, Thor Ragnarok. And... uh they're sitting there and they're doing a fan reaction review of Ryan Reynolds' new film, Free Guy. So I'm like, this is hilarious. It's absolutely hilarious. But it's also, I was like, do you know what this is, Justin? This is them testing the waters of whether or not the character will be recept- like received well by the standard MCU fan. You think it's just a tease? I think it's just a tease. They're just like, no. here's this. Because they wouldn't, like, why else would they collaborate? I mean, they own the character now. And he's getting another film. But I'm like, oh, you're pairing them together? You have Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi. So two very funny guys. Yeah. Um, It's like the most Deadpool way to announce that he's entering the MCU. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, let's see how many fourth walls I can break. Yeah. 
Exactly. Man, I, yeah, still thinking about the discussion last week about all the X-Men and them all coming back into the MCU. It, it, like, I can't even, because they have this this slate. Like, they already have all their their films they're doing. You know what I realized? They are, there's, uh, what is it now? 13 TV, Marvel TV shows that are coming, is it before the next film? Or, or the, the, after Black Widow, which is obviously out and kicking butt. But 13 shows. I was unaware of all these. So there's the what if, the animated one, which is just like a different take on the MCU as we know it. It'll just be like little shorts. And it'll be like, well, what if instead of this happening in Avengers, this happened? And then so there's just these little short stories like that. There's Hawkeye, which we've known and talked about. Miss Marvel. Moon Knight, She-Hulk, uh, I Am Groot, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special with James Gunn is actually coming back to do that. And that's all going to be before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 comes out. And then there's, yeah, like I Am Groot. It'll be I Am Groot versus Grogu. That'll be the stuffy contest for Christmas this year. Little, little <laughs> stuffy I Am Groots. <laughs> Uh, Secret Invasion. There's Mandalorian season three. Yeah, by the end of the year. Yeah, exactly. Ironheart, man, that just goes on. Armor Wars. Those are a couple different spins off of the Tony Stark character. There's the Untitled uh, Wakanda show. Uh, and from the leader of the Dora Milaje, is it Okeo? Okea? I forget how you pronounce it. She has an, a show that she's going to come out. And there's a spinoff show from Hawkeye, which we haven't, Hawkeye hasn't even come out yet, but they have a, a spinoff show from one of the characters in that. It's a, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of content. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy, crazy. I'm excited. So I'm throw an X in, where are they going to come in? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I, I almost forgot to bring this up. But I had to screenshot it because it's from Instagram, right? So we were we were theorizing about getting that Wolverine Deadpool team up film. Who should comment on Ryan Reynolds' post about his Deadpool cameo in the MCU than Mister Hugh Jackman himself? Of course, on his Instagram post. But he's what like, "What else is he gonna do?" He's like, "Wow, four minutes and 12 seconds and no mention of me deadpool your therapy is working so they're still they're still going after one another which is always gonna put fuel to the fire of something please give us something whoops i'm getting excited folks i'm whacking the microphone (laughs) he's whacking things all over the place people do i i wonder like how many other people out there are as hype about the possibility of that happening or if some people are just like oh yeah that'd be cool (laughs) we're just like no you don't understand i would be so happy it'd make me so happy 
Even if it was a pile of hot garbage, it would be our pile of hot garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> hey, it would be we'll a that. Canadian and Australian making the world a happy place. Cheers. Salud. So that's all I got. Did you get to anything else? Uh, yeah. I mean, I got to another big show. It was kind of like a season finale of something, but. Oh, yeah. Dude, know, got to we'll get too. to that later. We'll get to that later. No, man, I'm ready. I'm good to move on. Good to move on. That was the week that was. I totally botched the segue into that, folks. But that week that was segment. Like it's been every week past and the mini episodes before that. This is where we're going to run off some trade things that we've seen in the entertainment world, in and around the worlds. Things that caught our eyes, things that we thought in, thought interesting, things that we thought that you might find interesting. Um, I'm going to kick it off because I've got a couple of quick casting announcements that I thought were were fun little things to to see uh I, I mentioned last week or the previous weeks before wes anderson currently has a film at Cannes that's receiving huge praise the french dispatch and he had uh already locked in his next film to shoot in spain later in the year with tilda swinton in one of the roles who knows which one uh but Mainstay of many Wes Anderson films in the past is just announced to be signed on, and that is none other than Mr. Bill Murray. Ah, so you got all the pieces falling into place for a wonderful Wes Anderson film. <laughs> so I came across that, and that got me excited because I love Bill Murray, he's great. Um, I like the have you ever heard the story of? Like how you get him in your film. No, but you must tell. He doesn't have an agent. Apparently. He has like a 1-800 number that you call and like <laughs> leave a message. And if he likes you or whatever, he'll get in contact with you somehow. Like that's it. You can't like hound him. You can't hand a script over to an agent and go, hey, we want you know Mr. Murray in our film. It's like, no, you've got to randomly by chance have him be interested in you enough to want to be in your picture so wow Should, what's that number yeah Should i don't just know. leave a message who knows i mean the guy is so i don't know what the word is to describe him i, I had such a long pause because couldn't find the word but you know you see all these little articles that pop up every now and then of like bill murray was photographed my wedding or <laughs> just randomly when i was in new york city uh, a couple of years ago with alex we were a day early but we were in a, one of the townships called chelsea like one of the not boroughs but like areas of the city the next night it's like bill murray randomly shows up at a bar and serves drinks in chelsea you know bar and like Oh, I was literally just there. Why couldn't this have happened a day before? Uh, stuff like that. So that's really cool. I'm excited about that. I mean, there was I would have 
track down the film anyway. But now that Bill Murray's in it, I'm like, right on. Uh, another quick one I've got is Indiana Jones 5 updates. So if folks don't know, Steven Spielberg directed the first four. He was going to do the fifth one, but he since handed over the directing to James Mangold, who has done many good films. I think he, what did he just last do? He did Ford versus Ferrari. He did Logan. He's done Three Tender Yuma. He's done some really great films. Uh, he's in charge of the new one. Spielberg and Lucas are still going to be directing it. But Antonio Banderas is signed on to star in Indiana Jones 5 in some capacity. Who knows if he's going to be a villain or if he's going to be an ally. I don't know, but that guy's great. I'm excited about that one too. Spielberg and Lucas are directing it together? No, they're just producing it. Oh, yeah, because Mangold's doing it. Sorry, yeah. I thought you said... That's, I thought that's... Yeah. Maybe Aaron's I did. getting bad. Maybe I just forgot how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's never happened before. Never, ever in my entire existence as a human being. What? Huh? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> what happened? that's how uh elsie it's so cute she's at that age now where she wants to to talk she has more to say than words she knows how to 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 speak so at bedtime she'll be lying there with her and she'll put her hands around the back of my head and she'll pull my face really close and just be like uh and she's just like got these big eyes and you're just like i really want to know what you're saying like but it's like so intense (laughs) what are you saying to me child yeah. Oh, man. They're the best. And one day, you will know what she's saying. And you'll be yeah. like, shut the me. hell up. <laughs> or I was going to go a little bit more sweeter and be like, oh, my gosh, I understand you now. Are you speaking English or am I understanding your other speech? <laughs> your, yeah, your made up sounds. It's funny when they get to that age where they they start learning all those words and sentences, and then, but you know how they say the words because you live with them, and so other people come over and you can hear them, and they're talking with other people, and then the people are just like staring at them because they're like, "I have no idea what that thing just said to me." So as a parent, you're like, you're, you're having to you know translate. It's quite funny. And that was parenting time with Mr. Fantastic because I already did my trade story in the, the opening bit when I the with the 13 shows. I was like, I'm just going to roll. It's going to be the smoothest segue. I'm just going to roll right into this, forgetting that we have a whole intro that we do before we come to this segment. So nothing else I wanted to talk about. So I was told you that story. And you know why? It's the finale. So I'll do what I want. It do as he wants. Well, that said, I've got a couple more, if you don't mind me rattling them off real quick, like. Rattle, rattle, rattle. Rattle, rattle, rattle. 
All right, for my uh, Hong Kong martial arts fans out there, Mr. Samo Hung is developing a film called Seven Little Fortunes. Now, what it is, it's a retelling of his story and a bunch of other very famous actors like Jackie Chan, Samo Hung, a bunch of those guys that have done all those films together. They all went through the same school when they were kids and it was like a Chinese opera school where they taught all the kids uh, like martial arts, stunt work and acting and all and pretty much everyone that went through that school ended up becoming famous or involved in any numerous number of huge films both in Hollywood and in Asia. So it's sort of a biopic, but not the story's been told before, but this is a different story. It's kind of focusing on all of them, but he's going to be in the director's chair for that. So that's for me. I grew up on a lot of those films with a lot of those actors. So I am super excited to hear about that one and see it. It's got a really low budget, but I mean, I don't know. We might have to get Xiao back on the show to see what like what film budgets are over there versus over here, like North America to see how it lines up. Because the scope of that story and the actors that they've got, the budget is only from seven and a half million to fifteen and a half million dollars. I'm like, that's tiny. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, Shao, when you listen to this episode, because we know you listen to all the episodes all the way through, especially now that Conan's not on the air anymore, or maybe yes, I can't remember. Your yeah, buddy Conan you helped get him off. Let us know if that's oh, a regular budget. So that one I'm really excited about, and I'm sure there are plenty of people around the world that are also intrigued by that, even if you're not like a, a fan of those kind of Hong Kong action films. The story, I think, would be a super cool one to hear about. Now, moving on really quickly, the writer of WandaVision, Matt Shakeman, he has been signed on to develop a new Star Trek film. That's all there is at the moment. So Mm. we were theorizing the other day, like you were saying, we were trying to figure out what franchises have gone head-to-head, and we were like, oh, you know, when Star Wars did its, you know, sequel trilogy, it was going head-to-head with the new Star Trek films, which was funny because J.J. Abrams was involved in both. And I was like... So, and then that kind of stopped. They did three films, three or four films, new... New Star Trek films? Three, I think. And then it kind of just was like, no more. Now it's getting uh, brought back to life. It's got a director attached to it. Funnily enough, it's someone involved in the Disney family or the MCU family. Yeah. yeah. Hey, fun fact, I got I got a callback for one of those new Star Trek films, the one Justin Lin directed. Kind of like your callback for The Boys? Oh, I didn't get a call back for the boys. I sent a <laughs> naked video to them. I don't think they... Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> don't go looking for that video, folks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that was fun. For that those of people uh, who don't know, I auditioned for Translucent, this superhero from the boys who's um, invisible, and oh, but only when he's naked. And so the audition was a scene where he was captured and he was naked. And this is a scene with somebody and I was like, huh, (laughs) 
they're auditioning in Toronto. I'm in Vancouver. I have to send them a tape. Like, how far should I take this? <laughs> Babe, I said just shoot from the waist up. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, never never got a call back for that one. Star Trek, yes. Nice. Now I'm going to end on this little bit real quick because, you know, we like talking about Marvel films and I like talking about directors that I like and because I'm a director myself. But uh, Hollywood Reporter, uh, they did a little expose on Taika Waititi from recent comments that he gave to Empire Magazine. And I just want to read the headline out because I want to see how snowballing this headline could be. He's just like, Thor Love and Thunder is so wild, it's almost like it shouldn't be made. End quote. I'm like, what? And then you read through the article and he's like, there'll be far more emotion in this film. There'll be a lot more love and a lot more thunder. <laughs> and then he goes on to say that he's uh, lived 10 lifetimes while making this film, but it's totally worth it. So I don't even want to speculate at how crazy and wild Thor Love and Thunder is going to be. Because we've had so cycle- they're They're done... They're completely done principal yep. photography on it then? Yeah. So it's in the booth. They must have cuts if he's – or is he, has he seen anything or is he just talking about the experience or he's just no pumping idea. it up? I'm sure he would have seen – well, even if he's only seen dailies, but – Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, we've had him talk about crazy experience of his life, lived 10 times over, more emotion, more love, more thunder. He had a nervous breakdown. The film shouldn't have been made, but he's saying it all in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Something like this. He's either a great hype man or this film is going to be absolutely bonkers, insanely good. I wonder if those are, if any of those little things are Easter eggs that are going to be in the film. Yeah, or he could live 10 years. <laughs> he could be throwing everyone for a loop. Like how he was like, when they asked him if he was doing the next Star Wars film, and he was like, oh, Star Wars. Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> and then a couple of months later, it was like, Taika Waititi is directing one of the new Star Wars films. So he is very good at being very coy. Anywho, that's my last little bit of trade talk. I didn't have much last time. I had a lot this time. I felt like I waffled on far too long. Let's move on, shall we? Let's get a little bit speedy. Speedy. Choo-choo. Oh wait a minute! <laughs> we don't have a did we? We don't have a segment opener. No oh, man. Marvel edition. Marvel edition. <laughs> Slow it down now. Marvel edition. Now double time that. Marvel edition. There we go. We found the right speed. Speed quotes, Marvel edition. Now, folks, going all the way back. We used to change oh. it up every now and then where we went from monologues, we went to speed quotes, we went to guess the film title blanks and all that stuff. Speed quotes is the one where we rattled off a line of dialogue and we had to try and guess who said it, not the film that it was from. 
Who spoke it? Is that what it was? Actually, I'm I not sure. Remember. It's been a while. <laughs> you said it with such conviction, though. Just, just you should have just rolled that one out, man. Yep. So you're like, damn right, we did. That's Who exactly said it? it. Now, I think you were saying before we hit record that we're not going to count these today. We're just going to rattle off our list and see how many we get because it's going to be very difficult considering we haven't watched three quarters of the films in a long time. So pulling quotes from 20-odd films, it's quite a depth of quotage to give out. So (laughs) I know I'm going to be horrible That's like a serious level of quotage right there, man. Whoa. Righteous. Uh, So you have more than me. You have like twice as much as me as like I have have 11 now. Uh, You have 21. So this is what I, I propose we do. I'm going to let you go first because then if you have any of the ones that I have, I can scratch them off and then I'll still have 10 unique ones left. <laughs> 18. <laughs> 18. At least 10. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Let's do that. Now, should I put a timer on the clock or should I just no. let you go? People, this is the finale and we don't need that kind of pressure on us. So we're not going to give like more than a few seconds or it could be more than that to answer. We won't let any lingering, but we'll see if we can just do it all. And we want you to play, of course, at home. You'll probably smash us. Smash. Are you ready, Hayden? Oh, I'm ready. Smash. 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 <laughs> Uh, let's smash it. Here we go. Okay. Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was witty. That was witty. Nice. Yes, I got the good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two jokester in all of Kazakhstan. No mistakes, no do-overs. Look out for each other. This is the fight of our lives. Oh, Captain America? Yep. Also known. I also would have accepted Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers. Okay. Uh, oh, my goodness. I fast forwarded too much. Rewind. This is so unlike you, brother. So clandestine. Are you sure you wouldn't rather punch your way out? Loki. Heck yeah. Activating instant kill. Oh. Let me do it this way. Activating instant kill. I was going to say, is it Jarvis? No. No? You're right in the, you're right in the, in the. Is it Vision? No Vision. Or is it Iron Man? AI. AI. Some AI technology. AI Karen from the Spider-Man home, uh, Spider-Man suit. Okay. Remember when he puts on the new suit? Yes, 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 yes. And he's like, what does this do? I guess I'm not Supposed to give you the answer to the end. Whatever. It's the finale. You do what you want. <laughs> I do anything and everything for that Mr. I do anything and everything that Mr. Stark requires, including occasionally taking out the trash. That's Pepper Potts. Oh. Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to exit the donut. Uh, that's Nick Fury. Avengers. Assemble. That would be, depending on what film you're going from, Captain America or Steve Rogers. 
Or if you're going end game, it's Iron Man. Uh, I was going whichever one, either, either or. One thing I've proven is that you can count on me to pleasure myself. Oh, that sounds like something Tony Stark would say. Correct. <laughs> I need a horse. That's all. Hey, fellas, either one of you know where the Smithsonian is? I'm here to pick up a fossil. That one is uh, Black Widow on Natalie Romanoff. Natalia, Natasha, that's all. Natasha Romanoff. On your left. Captain America. Now, <laughs> well, now I'm sta- well, now I'm standing. Happy? We're all standing now. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. Uh, is it Tony Stark? Uh, I got passed on that one. Rocket. Rocket. That's from Guardians of the Galaxies. That was pretty good. You got all but... Dose. Dose? Dose, yes. You didn't get the AI... AI Karen. Karen. That's pretty good, though. I realized I had a lot of cap in there. Karen! All right. Yeah. I only had to cut out like uh, a handful of mine. I cut it down now to one, two. I don't know. I cut out at <laughs> least four or five. So that's all right. I can't that's count good. that high. <laughs> I had I saw some of those ones, so I they were fresh in my brain skull. So I was like, oh, I know that. Mm-hmm. I knew that. All right. So see, I, they I, were they were easy. I'm I'm terrified at which ones you've picked now. My goodness. Okay. Well, the good thing is I got enough for you to continue on if you don't get them. Pass. Pass. Just pass. I haven't even started yet. Pass. All right. I'm oh, gonna start. Dang it. I thought that I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to start dark. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Oh goodness. Let me go. Hey, wait. <laughs> it's okay. Um. Uh, let me go. It's okay. Oh, Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Uh, okay. I got, don't let me forget to tell you a joke after this. Sorry. It would have worked so much better at the beginning of this, but. (laughs) No, it's called the end. Okay. We're going to go happier now. I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Oh, that's, uh, I can't remember if. Somebody's saying that to Tony Stark, or if it's Tony Stark, but I'm gonna go with Tony Stark. Nope, somebody's saying it to Tony Stark. Oh, do you want to guess uh, who? It happy, it's happy. I'm made of rocks, as you can see, but don't let that intimidate you. You don't need to be afraid unless you're made of scissors, just like a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you. Is that is it Korg? It is, yeah. yeah. I tried to do my is best. It Korg or Krog? <laughs> it's it's Korg. I'm, I'm Korg. made of rocks. I can't do my New Zealander when it's not like fush and chip, so I'm made of rocks, as you can see. <laughs> Don't let that intimidate you. I'm sorry, Taika. You're much better than I am. Uh, okay, next one. I think you look great. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. <laughs> Is that Tony Stark? No. I don't know. I pass on this one. Do you want to answer now or at the end? 
Yeah, just give it now. It's Ant-Man. Ah. Talking about caps and buttocks. (laughs) If you're nothing... If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. That... Is that Captain America to Tony Stark? No, if you're nothing... Sorry. If you're nothing without this suit... Gosh, I'm going to go with that one. Captain America, Tony Stark. Tony Stark's involved. He's the one that says it to Peter Parker. Ah, oh yes, the big inspirational moment. All right. Puny God. Oh, that's Hulk. (laughs) You got it. Okay. Bruce Banner. We have a Hulk. We oh, have that's the quote. Oh. <laughs> that's the quote. I thought you were we getting have... us out of the segment because you're, you're like, all right. And then you said, I was like, is this a segue? What am I, what's happening? We have a Hulk. That is Tony Stark to Loki and Avengers. That is correct. This drink, I like it. Another. That is Thor. Correct, Amundo. Because <laughs> he's I the only one, one who'd speak like that. <laughs> I need a yes, horse. I, I should have just said it normally. If toast is cut diagonally, I can't eat it. One <laughs> uh, of my children. <laughs> That's my answer. That's okay. Next <laughs> one. All right. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? That was Nick Fury. Mm. I'm gonna end on uh, a fun one here for you. He's adopted. Uh, 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 you, <laughs> you just made me go bug-eyed. <laughs> I was like, am I supposed to know this one? <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, my brother he just killed uh, 86 gonna... people he's adopted <laughs> uh, it's obviously somebody talking about Loki Thor yay <laughs> I'm going to stop it there because you got 7 and I got 7 I think so I'm going to leave it at that so we can go out on a tithe game Bruv I think you got 9 Oh, okay. Well, then I can keep going. I've got a couple. No, 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 no. No, you're <laughs> champ, man. You killed that. Are you kidding me? I'll accept a tie, though. <laughs> the tie. Tie game. I had a couple more, but uh, they were getting a bit long. And uh, I was yeah, like, a- I want to know about your Polskis. Well, and that, also, that sounded wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> He's got this little thing, or this large thing, or this thing that he does where he puts out a poll. I'm proportional. He puts out a poll onto Facebook, and he doesn't get banned because it's a voting thing. So (laughs) he did one last week after not having one for a while. And I know you had a joke for me, but uh, do you want to tell me the joke now, or do you want to go to the J-Poll? Let's go to the J-Poll. 
leave you hanging on the joke a little bit longer because oh. now it's built up too much hype. So now I just got to throw it in. You know what I mean? It's, we want to hear like, about the pose. You, hey, get off of it. Get off right now. Uh, yeah, we asked, you know, was summer's coming up. We're going on a break. And we just wanted to know how many of you with things opening back up again, like have a, a, a theater trip planned. Or no, like maybe not necessarily planned, but you're like, yo, I'm going to get to a movie this theater or this summer in theater. We put it out. 78% of you said most deaf. You're going to get out and watch one. I know I'm going to be one of those people for sure. So excited for this. Uh, it's most likely going to be the Black Widow. So even more excited, one could say. 22% of course said they wanted to wait a little bit longer. That's all right. Uh, when we're all comfy, everybody's going to be back. But uh, I can't wait. As some of you even messaged and said, I've already been. <laughs> so kudos. That's it. That's the poll. That's the poll. Yeah, I had an old work friend who was like, oh, we went and saw, I can't remember what film it was, but they're like, oh, we went and saw blah, 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 blah. Oh, A Quiet Place 2. At, uh, mm -hmm. And I was like, you went to a theater to see that? Because in my brain, I was like, they're not even open yet. <laughs> but they have been for mm -hmm. a little bit now. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was great. Plenty of space. They wore their masks still, but they were just like, felt very safe. And I was like, nice. I think I'm going to wait a bit more until there's a film that I really want to see. Black Widow. <laughs> That I'll get to. And I voted this week, folks. Last week, the impossible question was asked, so I didn't answer it. I looked at it, and he knew that I looked at it. <laughs> what are you calling it? Chicken? <laughs> hey, no, you gave a temporary a temporary answer. We agreed on last week's episode that we, you were able to do that. But this week, mm. yes. I'm very excited to get back to a theater. And then I had I went to thinking about because everyone was always like the death of theaters, blah blah blah. I'm like I'm wondering if because people are being cooped up in their houses for almost two years, if theaters are going to come back with a bang if if the majority of them have survived like being closed for so long, or people have gotten too comfortable with home theaters now, it's going to be the same. So. We'll see what happens. There'll be interesting times ahead when things get full swing again. Yeah, well, look at Black Widow. It did $60 million in Disney Plus on the opening weekend. Who knows if they'll continue to show more of the numbers? But that's pretty good. I mean, what did it do in theaters? $80 million? $80 million, yeah. Yeah, so, it, you know, almost which equaled is, it. Yeah, which is nothing to turn your nose down at. Like, I mean, by Disney standards, it's not great, but... You compared it to what well, Guardians of the Galaxy and other Marvel films that came out, and it's like, was it? I don't know. I got it all confused. It eclipsed those other films in its opening weekend, so it's not like it's a slouch. Maybe Disney's oh, no. finally found the balance between here's a premiere axiot. This is where I'm going to go on a little tangent quickly, folks. Most of these other streamers are packaging their film releases with day and date only for a window and then it leaves and then it goes back to theatre for its run and then it comes back. Whereas Disney does their premiere release date 
and its theater release date, and then the film just stays on the platform. So you can pay, and then it becomes free after three months. So they're keeping things on their on their platform, whereas other people are releasing it, and it's disappearing. So I'm like, I wonder who like if that's going to be a model that's going to change if Disney keeps getting money from people subscribing all the way up until when it becomes free on the service. So these other yeah. folks that are like, you get a two week window, like with Wonder Woman 1984, where HBO Max is like. Here it is for two weeks, and then it's gone. If they're going to change that, we'll see. I guess. See, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like HBO Max, they just got to get you once. Because once you once you got HBO Max, you get all the movies. You don't pay again. Whereas Disney Plus, they every new one you pay a premiere access to eat that film, and then like you say, you have it. It stays up there. Um, so yeah, a couple different models would be interesting. You, well, you know, if, if one of the other big streamers has got some big numbers, they'll release it. They'll be like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Disney. We got this. Yeah. I mean, prime, they paid 200 million for the tomorrow war. I just, I had to find a reason to bring up that film again. <laughs> just to, I'm trying to like inception it into your brain. You see how many times I can. Now, was that produced by Amazon Studios or did they, they bought the rights? No, they bought it for 200 mil. Dang, so, that's nice. Yeah. Producers would love that. It sounds like I, uh, cause the, I, off, I kept trying the cost of the film straight away. Well, that's it. Cause I was, I was wondering, I was like, cause I, I, I kept seeing like, the tomorrow war 200 million dollar film i was like getting these these pop-ups not pop-ups but you know in my in my news feed uh or about tomorrow war and when i was clicking on them i was seeing 200 million and because i thought it was a prime original but when i dug into it, it it's not i can't remember if it's it's one of the big ones anyways i'm not gonna take a stab at it because i'll be wrong but then amazon bought it the rights to it for 200 million because it was supposed to, it was a pandemic film it was supposed to come out, you know, during the pandemic, and it couldn't. Uh, but I, I wanted to try and find how much it was actually filmed for. Because I was like, well, two hundred million—that seems really, you know, that seems good. But is this one of the ones that was like a hundred millions to make? <laughs> yeah, or one hundred fifty million to make? Like, what do they? What, well, I guess Marvel's what are they around 200 now to make? Oh, I have no idea, but that seems like a lot of money to make a film for. Maybe I'm like doubling it. Maybe it's maybe the only at it sounds about right, be... though. It sounds about right. That's why they're so like adamant that they need to make a billion dollars, a billion dollars to make break even. The Tomorrow War is Skydance Media and Paramount Pictures. Okay, sorry. I just looked this up, so I just want to say this. Uh, Paramount Pictures? Yeah. Okay. Marvel's Endgame. Take a stab at what it cost. What, what, it, what it was cost. It's, it's staggering. Cool. It's staggering. $250 million? $356 million. And it was only I mean, half it made, of a movie. <laughs> 
It made $2.7 billion, so it did all right, but $356 million to make. My goodness. But so, they knew people were going to see it. It didn't matter because you don't – like there was such a buildup to it. Like you're not going to watch all the other stuff and be like, ah, eh, you know, like I think I'm okay not seeing Endgame. Like everybody and anybody was going – especially after Infinity War. Like Infinity War was so stinking good. See, how much was that? What was the combined cost of those films? Because in my mind, that's one film. It's just really long. And they split it in half. It's like really you annoying because I – you can't watch Infinity War and then not watch Endgame. So yep. <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't know how the story ended. So to me, they're the one film. You know, I'm seeing all... Uh, I, I, I don't see it here. That's one of the ones they don't have. It has what it made, over $2 billion. But uh, Avengers, the first one was 220 Avengers Age of Ultron was 250 Iron Man 3, 200, Captain America Civil War, 250, Spider-Man 3, 258, Spider-Man Homecoming, 175, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 200, Thor Ragnarok, 180. So yeah, they're, they're, they're up there, man. What was that's the cheapest? Almost, that's almost like a billion dollars almost to make two films. So no wonder that we're going to make a lot of money on these. Yeah. Cheapest yeah, one I'm thinking so, would probably be the first Iron Man. That couldn't have been too much. Or maybe even Thor, the first Thor. Or maybe possibly Thor. even Ant-Man. The first Ant-Man was... Ant-Man, 130 million. That's the smallest I see. There's some that don't have numbers, but... Which is crazy, man. Like Thor, the the first Thor that we were talking about takes place in two locations was $150 billion to make. Get out of here. Or mm-hmm. 150 no, million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a Dr. Evil moment. $150 billion. And like, uh, no. $150 million. It's got to be a lot of post-production money, I think. That's so that the advertising too, yeah. Yeah. I remember Thor was – they were saying that they actually built that town that it's set in, set in. So that probably didn't cost, you know, a small amount. Let's build a city. So we can destroy it. Ah, uh, it's just toothpick and posts and and walls. Nothing's real inside yeah. it. If there's a strong <laughs> wind, everybody stand back. <laughs> Don't sneeze. It's insane, folks. Those numbers. That's why it becomes such a big deal for these films to do well, and hence why there was such a hold off. I on Black Widow because it was a, what, $200-plus million film to make. They wanted to make sure that they were maximizing its return. So they're like, we'll, we'll just hold it off for a year and a half. And yeah, it seems like need- it's working. Yeah. First well, weekend. It's, it's already made, what, over $200 million? So In one weekend. It's made its money. It's made its money back. Now. Ooh, I just got a shiver. Yeah, because you know what's coming I feel like next. I, I feel like I know, yeah. The last five episodes, people, we have uh, lost our collective minds over the possibility <sighs> of time and space and <sighs> what it means for us and what it means cinematically and what it means for characters like Loki and Sylvie. And Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. 
We went on a wild ride, and today we will dissect, who knows how long, the final episode. For all time, always. Episode 6 of Loki, Disney Plus original show. Well, MCU original show for Disney Plus, I should say. I got to get the titles right, folks. If they're ever going to hire us, got to get the titles <laughs> right. Um, spoiler alert coming ahead. If you've not been listening to us, spoiler alert. If you have, you already know what's going on. Uh, you know what happened at the end of the last episode. We had Sylvia and Loki find themselves in the void with a bazillion other Lokis. And Mobius, 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 they figured out how to defeat Eliath and get to the other side. Remove that curtain or that cloud and what's on the other side. This episode, we find out. Now I'm going to hand it over to you, Justin, to get the ball rolling because... Hmm. Well, before I do that, actually, <laughs> before I do that, there was a little bit of drama that, that Justin had on his end before the, sh- the show <laughs> viewing. And then I decided to add to his suspenseness by not watching the show on the first night. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This is going to make a good conversation. So what Justin, the hell's wrong with you? Exactly. I was like, I was all gung-ho to watch it, folks. I was, I was ready and, and Justin's like, I'm about to watch it. And then he <laughs> had streaming issues. It just was like, a How do you know I said upload. it like that? I'm about to watch it. <laughs> and I'm like, me too. But then I watched Black. I watched Black Betty. I watched Ugly Betty. Whoa, Black Betty. Bam, 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 bam. Whoa, Black Betty. Ugly Betty. Whoa, Ugly Betty. Bam, bam. And then I fell asleep on the couch and bam, I landed my head into the wall. <laughs> so I didn't watch Loki that first night. I watched it the next night. Uh, and now I'm going to hand it over to Justin because he was like, what are you doing, man? What? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? This will make a fun story. And I know I just said that, so I'm repeating myself. I must be stuck in a time loop. So <laughs> this, is, this is the, the, the time loop we've been banished to. My goodness, yes, that was a frustrating event. And I was going on to Hayden about TELUS b- before the show started because – so, listen, I'm going to, you know what, before I get into Loki, this is what bugs me nowadays, people, okay? The internet, I paid for a service, and that service worked fine. Now, that service works like crap. And they're going to try and sell me on some damn upgrade or something or some, and it's like, no, I'm not paying more for anything. I'm going to continue to pay what I'm paying and you're going to go back to giving me good service. (laughs) That's how it works. You can't just keep making my service crappy and then trying to charge me more. Business consumer. But yeah, Uh, but that's not how capitalism works. Listen, this episode of Loki, man, holy cow, it was loaded. Okay. It, uh, it had hair flips galore. I, I like. I, at one point, I was like, I gotta count this, and then, uh, and then at another point, I was like, I gotta stop counting because it's just like there's so many hair flips. It was awesome. Some bold predictions came true. Oh, some universe altering decisions needed to be made. A villain revealed, sort of. 
it was good, man. I liked this episode. Uh, and saying all that, there was actually a moment in it when I was like, I'm bored of this, but like, just, I understood that. I was like, okay, they're just, they're getting, they have to get this information out to, to set up all this stuff. But then, um, then it pulled it back together for me because when they enter the void, they, they meet he who remains. That's the man behind it all. The man pulling the strings of the TVA, of the timekeepers. And ultimately faces Loki and Sylvie with this, the question of, or the decision to make of, because Sylvie still wants to kill him. But if she does so, it will send off the sacred timeline into this like cataclysmic event where an infinite amount of universes will be created in which he who remains says will unleash all his variants who are just bent on destruction and rule and war. So he claims that him creating the TVA and all this is uh, essential to the universe. Now, of course, that raises the question, well, you're taking away people's free will. But he says, you know, if you don't, war, death, destruction. So it's like they're faced with this this dilemma. So uh, it was a good setup because it's like, uh, what's going to happen? You know, what decision would you make? Is it revenge? Or because he says, you guys take over the TVA and run it how you want. You can choose to run it good if that's what you want, but still you'd be having to delete people who went off of the sacred timeline. So that's sort of the big question that was raised in all of this, even though some got revealed, some questions got answered with uh, who, who the, the main villain's going to be. So it's going to be a variant of him, obviously. Uh, but man, I was like talking with a buddy at work about this and we we're just like going back and forth. Cause it's like, it's infinite possibilities that could happen. Um, okay. But I actually want to go back to the very beginning. Cause I don't know if you noticed this Hayden or anybody else who's watched this. And it's at the very, I think it's at the very beginning when you, you hear voices. Did you hear Hugh Jackman? Cause I was like, oh my gosh. I heard, I, I'm certain I heard Hugh Jackman. I'm going to go back and rewatch it. One and two, did you notice that the intro music was different? I noticed that the intro was different because they don't normally have the voice overlays. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what am I hearing here? What am I hearing here? I didn't hear yeah. Hugh Jackman, but I will have to go back and listen now because um, obviously they're playing on time so they're giving us all these little glimpses of different worlds but yeah i'm definitely gonna have to go back and have a listen now i mean it could have just been uh it could have just been me and still like just dreaming about that i hit what i wanted to hear (laughs) yeah it's hugh jackman damn it yeah man it was uh it was i uh, 
it was it was good. I don't. First of all, what did you, what did you think of the episode? Like what, like fan not fan to live up to is it a, the hype of a finale. It did what all good finales do, and it left it on the biggest freaking what the moment ever. Um, I can, I understand where you come from. Where there was there was maybe not a lull in action. But a lot in action where there is a lot of information given, mm-hmm. um, but I think he even says it in there. He's saying that it's like a date, so so they're on this little date and they're just getting all this information about one each other. So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Uh, so that um, it is obviously it's like what a lot of shows do. They do the big, big episodes on the penultimate one, like all the major action sequences and all the big stuff. And then the next one, the season finale is usually just the information episode. If so to speak, I know I remember of the three seasons of game of Thrones that I watched. That's what they always did. They always did. The second last episode was massive. And then there was like a one more, like a plus one. Yeah. Where they fill in it. Yeah. Totally sense. So that's what I saw with this one. I was like, okay, They've gone through the void. They're in the citadel in that's surrounded by the sacred timeline, like a loop around it. And then that's where we stay. Then we have the TVA. We've got Mobius, Mobius, Mobius in there trying to settle things with Counselor, whatever her name is. I can never remember. You know, she's just not worth remembering. You know? She's just this bad, evil person, and she's got her own little vendetta thing going on. But you know, but ne- neither of us have remembered her name, so yeah, forget her. And she's become forget. an important figure in having the TVA turn on her because B fifteen or whatever her name is escapes with the help of Mobius and jumps to twenty eighteen, and then. TVA agents come to get her and she's like, just wait, just hear me out, just wait, just wait, just wait. And then mm-hmm. the the count the chancellor lady shows up as like a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What the? <laughs> mm. This is where I'm gonna jump ahead here now. Oh, this yeah. is where the ending of the episode flipped me out. I'm like, wait, what? Because if Sylvie is sending Loki back to just where they've come from, why would that reality have altered unless she sent him to a different one? This is what like had me tripping, man, because first of all, let's not not talk about what happened before she kicked him through the time portal and sent him back to the TVA because there was a bold prediction last week that Loki and Sylvie would kiss and gosh Darn it, they did. And then she opened up a portal and kicked him through. But it was explosive, man. I don't know about you, but I was I threw my arms up. I was sitting in the chair and it happened. I was like, yeah, arms up. And he went, but yeah, that tripped me out when he went back. And it raises another question. Wherever she sent him, Mobius and B-15, because he runs up and he's like, I forget what he's saying. And they're like, whoa, what? Uh, what department are you with? What, dep- what, 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 what department are you with? Who are you with? Mobius is saying this to Loki and he's like, what, what? And he's like, 
this is all great stuff, but what, what department are you with? Like he doesn't even know who Loki is. So that's how irrelevant Loki is in that timeline. That Mobius wouldn't even have known who he is. So they're not hunting a Loki because if you know what I mean, if he was so they're they're in a completely different time or universe where a Loki or none of the variants would it would have ex uh, I guess they could have existed, but they wouldn't have been any relevance to, to they them, wouldn't which have had is a, like what? Yeah, they wouldn't have had a Nexus event to be on their radar. They would have just been an Asgardian god. Yes. But even any of the Lokis. Because yeah, you think that's what you I would, mean. Like, would, yeah. They they haven't had the reason to cause a Nexus event, so none of them it's almost like it was a reset, like the what you, I can't remember what the guy's called, the bad dude. He's like, you know what? I'll Thanos? be back. No, no, no. no. Uh, from, from Loki. The, yeah, the guy that they went to visit. The the, the one he who, who remains. He who remains. He's like, I'll be back. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see me again. Like you can't kill me. I'll come back. And sure enough, like when. Loki looks into the TVA courtyard and the timekeeper statue is now a statue of him. Yeah. That said, I'm going to jump to the end credits. And I, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they used to have the three timekeeper heads that were above the tribunal. And they had one in the credits that looked like he who remains. So I was like, Okay, wait. Theory. Here we go, folks. Mm -hmm. There are two others like him out there. Because if there was three, and he, if one of the the heads looks like someone that they've encountered, and then when it gets all reset, and then he's like, "There's, there's, there's got to be others, unless those are his variants." Well, yeah, because he's, he's like, yeah, because they've essentially because. So what happened at the end is when Sylvie, after she kicks Loki through, she drives this this sword through his heart, and he who remains, he had other names, and they these are little Easter eggs because one of them, is a King, one's the Conqueror. I'm pretty sure he said Kang at one point. He said all these different things because he said I've been known as many names. So, um, while. I believe that he, the one we saw, is not going to be the main villain. I do think they're going to be variants of him. Because that, that actor who plays him, if you guys name now, he's in Ant-Man and something else. Like They didn't know that he was going to have his first appearance in, in Loki. So good for Marvel for keeping that a secret. Um, but yeah, so what happens is uh, Sylvie, when she drives the, the sword through his heart, it destroys the sacred timeline. And all these branch runs go off and you just see this infinite amount of universes, parallel or multiverses creating. So it's, I mean, I just have no idea where this is going. 
And that's with Loki every time. I'm just like, where is this going? And then it goes there and I'm like, they did a really good job of that. <laughs> like I'm very impressed every time. So I'm really excited uh, to, to see where Marvel's going with this. One thing actually that I, I was thinking about when I was watching the last episode, it was never really, in, unless I missed it. And if I did, let me know. The whole reason Mobius, Mobius, Mobius kept Loki around was to help find variant Loki, who we now know as Sylvie, because she was jumping from timeline to timeline, killing people in different centuries. We never, why? That was never revealed why she was going around killing people. I hope maybe they backstitch that in in later films or a different season, but I think Hayden, you might have a theory. I, my theory is she was doing it only to cause a nexus event, which would cause the TVA to show up, which allowed her to enchant an agent and steal those reset bombs. Of course. Which was her ultimate plan to like mess up the TVA and like reset it, which she did, didn't she? She set them all off. Yeah, she'd already set off. But that was in that cyclone world. She didn't set them off in the TVA. She had it in like that mall. Yeah. But yeah, this the the all the branch runs, the sacred timeline went crazy after that. But yeah, so I think that those deaths might have just been innocent bystanders just to get the attention of the TVA. I hope she at least went for bad people. Yeah. This is, I've got a theory on this, right? Thor Love and Thunder is going to introduce female Thor, but it's going to be Jane Foster, who we already know as you know the Doctor, who is Thor's love interest. But if there is a female Loki, Sylvie, there's got to be a female Thor as well. Are, we, are they going to connect those two characters that way? Is it going to be like an, uh, a melding of souls so to speak or is it going to be someone or are they just going to not address it and it's going to be like this is a variant we're not going to show because otherwise i guess you'd have to get into every single avenger has an opposite or a random other different type of themselves out there as well Mm. and that might just be a little bit too much yeah just keep it with all the different types of loki's yeah but I just, I, I, I just, I don't, I, I'm, I, I'm, I just have no idea how they're going to reel this in. Do you realize what they did when they, when this happened? How can you possibly contain a story that's going to be this big? They're going to find a way to compress all the timelines again. I guess that's the only way you can do it. But when you think about it as well, Doctor Strange has already seen millions of these timelines when he looked, when he was thinking of how can we beat Thanos. Mm-hmm. But I know that when you see the sacred timeline split, it just becomes a cloud of offshoots of timelines. So I think that might be a little bit more than what he saw, but yeah, I think he will play a part in this. And I'm, I'm 100% with you now that the TVA is situated in the quantum realm. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it, hey? Yeah. 
So we'll get more of that, which again, there could be multiples inside of the quantum realm. So maybe there was a glitch in Loki's return to the TVA and he just got plopped into a different one by accident. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> this is the trouble of time. <laughs> yeah. Because I wonder if he'll, yeah. I don't think they'll let him sit there until season two, do you? You think uh, he he will make appearance in some films? I think Loki. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he's not done yet. He's gonna because when you think about it, if he is back in the standard timeline, he would have been dead for seven odd years. Right. Yeah, he died in Ragnarok. Well, he also well, he died at the hands of Thanos, or at the right? the very beginning of Infinity War. I mean, yeah. It's the, it's so the, he's back in that timeline. He's just kind of skipped ahead. He went from New York, two thousand and twelve, to modern day. All of this time, this stuff's happening, and then if he ends up returning to Earth somehow to get a new Avengers lot together. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, listen. And the variant like, uh, of myself made a mistake. Yeah. Took a gamble. Revenge and I killed. Didn't work. But there's the TVA shouldn't even exist anymore. It should have died with he who remains, because he created the TVA. And I wonder what Sylvie's gonna do. Her whole purpose was vengeance. And she's got it. Would you make, here's a question. What choice would you make in that? Would you choose peace at by your hand? You happen to be the chosen one, the almighty one, and you must, you know, this is for your good, trust me. This is for everybody's good. Or the other stuff may be bad, but at least people will have free will. But millions, billions, there will be torture and horrible things will happen to people. But they'll have free will. These are those questions that they ask you in ethics classes. It's like the uh, save yourself or kill one person to save more. You know, like, well, both sides of the equation mean someone dies. Or you save yourself. But then, no, but then that's but then that that means you're selfish, right? And you're not. Does it? Wait, like I'm, I like my life is my <laughs> my life is important to me. Yes, it is. If that makes me selfish, I will fail your ethics class every time. There you go. Because you know what? I'd rule with an iron fist. No free will. I'm gonna keep you all safe. Don't you worry. Daddy will keep you safe. <laughs> I'm going to keep myself safe. You're all going to die now. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> Not all of you. You just have to follow the sacred timeline and you'll be all right. You wander, you know, cause and effect. That's how life works. The, the regular people wouldn't have any clue, but this is something that they would have to go through their life knowing that this is what's like happening 
everything that that would go insane basically thinking that i know what i'm doing is not controlled by me even though loki was all about he's like we have free will we have a choice but then what we do with that we're still somehow being directed if that makes makes sense so it's my choice i I can't say man i'm like I, i think i'd I think that Loki has a plan that there is another way to do what they need to do. But Sylvie was dead set on revenge because she's been time jumping for – she. I mean, she claims. She's like, I am older than you. I've been waiting to do this longer. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how old she is because she's jumping through time. She could well be – I mean, they're gods anyway, so mm-hmm. – their age is not relative to humans, but okay. So if you can't, if you can't answer that, what about, are you happy with the, the choice? I mean, for the sake of the direction that the, you know, Marvel has to go, let's say it needed to happen. But from a character's point of view, do you think that's something she would have done? Are you, are you, do you accept that she did that? I, yes, because she hasn't gone through the character arc of self-discovery that Loki did. Now, Loki went through a whole lot more personal growth than she did that what we saw. He found out. He found out he died. He found out his family is dead, uh, and then he he made friends. He came to peace with who he is as a character. He fell in love. Uh, that love was reciprocated, but he's probably also tossing up as to whether or not it was done as a means to get him out of the way so she could finish him. Um, whereas Sylvie, we see her as. This plan's been in the making for years. I need to destroy these people. They took my life away. Oh, I met another Loki. He's irritating. Actually, I like him. You know, he's making me think that there's more than just this. But she never fight, like takes that final leap, and then she fight. She does what she originally set out to do. So she had no change. She she had minor thing in there she's like no i don't buy it i'm still gonna do this and see what happens so i don't think this like there's i think i lost your question but i don't think her character changed enough so no it's it's gonna be it's gonna be more if you lost it you did a good job answering it (laughs) regardless (laughs) i talked too much i lost it (laughs) it happens no, I asked if you're happy with, or if you think that that was a character choice, like a good character choice for her. I, I thought so. Because throughout this whole s- series, I'd mentioned it on a number of occasions that I just, every every decision she ever makes, she's just, it's with conviction, you know, like she's, like she's methodical, is I think how I've described it before. And that was, I was a bit surprised to see um, 
the battle between her and Loki, like the big sword fight and stuff. And then, you know, Loki throws a sword down and she's got the sword at his throat and, and, uh, and then she kisses him and kicks him away. So at that moment, I, th- I, I thought they, I thought it could go any direction that she was going to kill him or not. And I just love when she's walking towards him and she's like, you're not going to beg for your life or you're not going to, say anything and she's trying to be all intimidating and he's just like, eh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then she drives the sword through his heart. And I was like, yes, I think, I think she would have done that. But now what, you know, is this one of those big regrets? <laughs> oh, that, I think sat- so. that satisfaction you get that momentary, maybe just brief little moment of I did it what now and then oh crap i guess he was telling the truth that's right because she didn't believe him i don't know if she was telling herself that or if she truly didn't believe him maybe Mm -hmm. she didn't believe his justification of why he needed to keep the sacred timeline yeah why because was in the hands she, of one person? Exactly. You should have free will. Well, you don't understand. I got variants and they're they're not good people. It's in it's free will, she says. So what's interesting is that he mentions that there were multiple people that figured out there were multiple universes. So there are others out there like him that I I think are in some capacity able to control or manipulate the timelines. He can't be the only one. But, I mean, they said they all shared the, the technologies to create and maintain the one, but then why would it be only one person for a millennia that's been in charge of it? There are others out there. And they'd just be like, wake up one day, be like, what did you do, man? Your shift, you, you're supposed to. <laughs> you got one job. That's it. One job. Maybe it was a plan for him to get killed so that he would be reborn, not tied to the powers that had him bind to maintaining the timeline. If that made any sense at all. No, no. We'll just move on from that comment because nobody really knows what you just said. <laughs> Not even me. Uh, I like the moment in... I don't have too much to say about much more about it. I mean, I, I liked it for the finale. I thought it, 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 uh, it satisfied me, left me wanting more. I got the kiss. I'm really happy about the kiss. That made me very happy. We've... we've had many conversations and I've had many conversations about that. Would you, everybody who's seen the show. So would you, if you found a variant of yourself, huh? would you, would you smooch them? If you feel in it's love, fun with question. Them, would you smooch them? It, it's fun to ask people that because they get uncomfortable. Like, no, Jay like, really? Paul. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a Jay Paul. Write yeah. it down. Uh, but yeah, I, the, yeah. the moment where he's, uh, caught up to time 
and he doesn't know what's going to happen anymore. And that when he's sitting behind the desk and he's like, oh. I had to rewind it. I was like, I don't know why. I thought that was a really fun moment. You could tell he was very much cabin feverish. <laughs> he's a little bit not there. He's yeah. like, this is all written down. And then all of a sudden he's like, but I don't see, I don't get that. If he knew where time was going to go, then he would know where it was going to end. And don't you think if you knew that time was continuous, you would either see your own demise or you would see their demise. But just to have it randomly stop and he run out, I'm just, I was like, why did, why did you not see past that moment? Did you they, choose not yeah, they to? they caught up. I don't know. They caught up to his, his time and, Maybe he was he likes to play games and he was like, you know what? I, I could have seen where this was gonna go, but I choose not to. Ah yeah, maybe I that's choose fun. to let time run out and then let the very creation of time play forth and see what happens. Yeah, I have a theory out. that he did it on purpose. He let it play out. He wanted to be killed so that he could then come back because that's why he kept saying, he's like, I'll be back. You'll see me again. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it's that version and that memory and that brain of that version or it's going to be a variant of him. And the variants are going to fight each other. So are we just going to be following this, the variants fighting each other or f- I mean, I'm hoping that they jump ahead and then they just bring us the characters that are the survivors of all of these wars so we get the best of the best that are left. You don't want like two million movies before we wrap this thing up? <laughs> Phase four was was 200 films over 30 years. And we're on to phase five. Hey, favorite, favorite moment or quote or scene or something from this episode and then from the whole series. I'm going to throw that at you. Ooh, I haven't thought about that one, but wow. The whole series, I can't, I can't give you the whole series. That's too difficult. His, he's, you should see the look on his face right now. He's like, I can feel his brain exploding inside his skull. I can see it happening. He's like hunched over. He's like, I can't, I can't. (laughs) I just can't. Rubbing his head. (laughs) But um, all right. Favorite moment was actually the moment that came before the kiss. Mm. So they're fighting. And then he Loki teleports into the path of the blade and she stops. It's a tiny little moment. It's not very long, but it's that moment where she, you can tell she starts to, it sounded like she was starting to well up. She was panting heavily, like on the verge of emotional breakage because the one thing that was in between her and what she'd been trying to do for however many years was someone that she loved, even though it was a variation of herself. That moment there 
before she turned around, kissed him, kicked him through the time portal. Before the kiss, there was so much happening emotionally in that little moment there between the two of them because Mm -hmm. Loki was trying to tell her that you don't have to do this and he never wanted to be the one to express his emotion first. You could tell that throughout the series. He when when he figured out that he had romantic feelings, he never wanted to be the one to push it on her. You know, which I thought was really good because you know it's a very it's cliched trope of there's a hero and they're in love with someone and they're going to be the one to kiss and force the the love first. Mm. I shouldn't use force force because it could be reciprocal, <laughs> and, you know. So this one, just because you're first, really doesn't mean you're forceful. Yes. So I thought it was really good that Loki never did that. He wanted to tell her so many times, but he was waiting for her to acknowledge it as well. And that was the moment there that it happened. And then he gets mm. betrayed almost, or entirely betrayed, <laughs> or entirely betrayed, or Which saved. Who knows? Or saved. Yeah. Uh, Good moment, but for me, man, forget about that emotional crap. Mine was the physical stuff, man. That kiss, that's what I wanted to see. That's what everybody wanted to see. Everybody was waiting for that kiss, and it happened. So for me, that was that was definitely, definitely it. Uh, I, just, I think this is the only time in watching the whole series where I physically threw body parts up into the air when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> my arms, my arms. Uh, but I did actually have a, a quote that I really liked from from that episode, and it was, "One man's void is another's piece of cake." This is very, I don't know, is punny, I guess. <laughs> Head scratcher. Cool. Well, who knows how long we'll have to wait for a season two. Yes, we know it's coming from the mid-credits scene. Yep. Stamp. Loki will return season two. Now, here's something I'm just going to throw in real quickly. They alluded to it in like the first or second episode, but the little clock lady... Oh, Miss Timekeeper or something? Yeah, she's both a computer program but a free thinker as well. She's also in the Citadel at the end. But what happens to her? So she can obviously, she's either, Mm. she's obviously been plonked in there by he who remains into the TVA as maybe like a little mole to kind of report back, but he could probably see everything anyway, which reminds me, is there like a pensive somewhere where he can look and see what is happening in all of his timelines all at once? Like, how does he keep track of this? Like, he's all knowing, man. He's all knowing. He just sits there. in his brain skull. But the little time lady, I think she's got more to it. I think she's more um, sentient than program. So mm. she'll be back. And Loki will be getting answers from her on how to return to his main timeline. She'll be back. 
because she's also the archive keeper, is she not? She's like, here is where you can find this information in the library. But she worked for him, and he's dead. So That's who does she why, work for like, now? She's more she sentient. No one. That's what saying. Yeah, so she's she'll... been freed of her shackles. Yeah, Dobby is free. <laughs> Dobby, she's free to go to whatever timeline she chooses to watch either Euphoria or Destruction. Who knows? Why not both? <laughs> Well, you've got to think of if there is a an infinite expanding of universes, will they not run out of space? And then those worlds will start to collide with one another. Who knows? Or if it's on a timeline, is there any like physicalness between timelines that can create them meshing together? I'm just throwing stuff out now because it's getting late. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to, I can't even go there. My so brain like doesn't have the capacity. The sheer weight of millions of timelines is going to crush in on itself. Infinite. Infinite, Infinite. <laughs> timelines. And it's going to recreate a sacred timeline because there's so many of them. But then there is billions upon trillions of people all of the same soul but different i'm gonna stop myself folks stop it just I'm not even stop drunk it. or high i'm not inebriated in any way what? this is milk i swear maybe i shouldn't <laughs> drink milk when it's hot it's chocolate milk how long's that chocolate milk been on the counter man come on milk was we're, a two, we're two choice. hours into the show <laughs> that, that milk is warm <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's you just drank warm room. chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's room temperature. Oh, I have to put an ice cube in my glass of milk. I need that puppy cold. I can't believe you're drinking that room. <laughs> it was <laughs> freezing cold when I took it out of the fridge <laughs> at the start of the episode. But yeah, we're two hours in, it's quite... It's still cold. It's not warm. <laughs> anyway, folks, that wraps up, I think... The Loki season one with a mind bending yeah. episode six. We're left with Loki in a timeline where no one knows he exists. He has all this information. Sylvie is somewhere where she can transport herself from because she still has the time book thing and I still can't believe I don't know what it's called <laughs> they're gonna mac- get they're gonna match up they're gonna find each other anyway I don't know when it's scheduled for the next season but my golly gosh we have to wait for it my golly gosh hey I am kind of excited to move into our next segment here because we're gonna let's get to this one quick because we're gonna get to Rachel, because she's been patiently waiting. But the next segment we're going to do is a throwback to some of our OG stuff. And we're going to do some monologues. Uh, Hayden, I'm mine's too easy. 
So I'm going to do mine in old man voice when, when I do mine. Oh, okay. Just to, just to not throw you off at all. Nope. <laughs> I'm just going to do mine in my Australian accent and see if you can guess who it is. Ugh, your Aussie accent is terrible. Oh, dang. I should try a different <laughs> one. Uh, do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. Hey, I am always coming second. You go first. No, I go first. All right, folks. So monologuing. But we're going to Marvel edition of monologuing. So here goes Marvel logging. Marvel Marvel logging. All right. Are you ready? I'm going to have some warm milk first. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even watch you drink that, man. You're throwing me off my game. Put it away. Oh, you put it in a mug. Oh, thank you. No, this is mug water. Mug water. (laughs) Mud blood. Mud blood? No, we're going into Harry Potter's now, are we? All right. Hello, Eddie. I'm a wizard. Oh, no, wrong monologue. Okay, ready. Oh, it burns (laughs) you to have come so close to have the Tesseract, to have power, unlimited power. And for what? A warm light for all mankind to share and then to be reminded what real power is? Well, let me know if real power wants a magazine or something. Hmm. Wow. Okay, I'm going to have to go full Rachel on this one. So, talking to Loki, I'm assuming, about the Tesseract. (sighs) No. Can you say the last bit again? Am I allowed to request that? (laughs) Well, let me know if... Real power wants a magazine or something. But it's kind of cheeky too. So there's one person who sort of has that cheeky sort of wit. So I have to go with Tony Stark just because he seems like he'd be the, nope, he's shaking his head. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Uh, I'm, I, even though you've already shaken your head, I'm going to have to lock it in because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Close. It's Nick Fury. Ah, uh, see, Nick you're Fury. more of a Nick Fury fan than me. Uh, you know, like Nick Fury is like okay, but you know, I chose him because I knew he was going to be a little more offbeat, and you might have trouble guessing it. And I was right. Well, I picked mine because I thought it would be easy, and I wanted you to go out with a win. Okay, <laughs> but I got another one. I'm immediately changing my. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to do mine in old man voice, so to try and throw you off. I know I'm asking a lot, but the price of freedom is high. It always has been. And it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet I'm not. You say that that's easy, but I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like, what did he say? 
What did he say? That's the most I've ever heard you talk. <laughs> it's very airy. Very airy. Do you want me to do it in not old man voice? No, I'm going to try and guess that. It sounds like, well, it's a call to arms talk, but it also sounds like someone addressing someone else about the heroes coming to help. I'm going to go with Captain America. Hell yes, Captain America. Now, is that Captain America to Thanos, where he's talking about the other Avengers coming, or is it? No, it's when he's rallying. I believe. I think it's from Civil War. Civil War? Okay. I think it's Civil War. Uh, I left the page because I took the quote, but I'm pretty sure it was... So, I mean, I, I could be entirely wrong, but those of you that have listened this far, do you know what film it was from? Yeah. I'm going to save my other one then for when we come back after the break. As in after well, the summer break. <laughs> the summer break. Well, the why don't me break. and you take a break right now? Do, do, do. Get some cowbell. Oh, it's the season finale of Rachel's Review. He's got the cowbell. What do you do? We send it on over to Rachel's Review. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rachel's Reviews. It's actually been a while since I've talked to you guys. Um, I moved from California to Tennessee, um, and then once I'd moved, I got sick um, as a dog. I had a summer cold, was not feeling well, I sounded terrible, so it's been um, a wild couple of weeks, but I am back, and... um, Right after this, we are going on a little hiatus for the summer. Um, I probably sound a little far away because we are in our new house. We have been in our new house for a little while now, but we still do not have our belongings. (laughs) Apparently, it's going to come somewhere between the 24th and the 27th of July. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, At that point in time, we will be without our stuff for about a month then. So it's been been interesting. So since we don't have anything in our house, um, it's a little, it sounds very um, echoey. So I apologize in advance. Um, but I'm going to start the top of this episode and give a congratulations to uh, Julia Ducournau, the um, female director of Titan, who won the Palme d'Or for Cannes. I'm so excited for her. Um, this new movie is apparently a body horror movie, which is really excited to see a female director of a horror movie win a prestigious award from Cannes. So I'm very excited. Um, if you have not seen her prior film, it is called Raw. It's about a vegetarian who goes to veterinary school um, and breaks her uh, vegetarianism and eats raw meat. And then from there just cascades into debauchery and cannibalism and lots of blood. So, um, I remember when I first saw raw at Sundance and seeing everybody's reactions after the movie 
aired was just hilarious or shown or screened, you know, whatever the word is, but, um, it was hilarious. And I'm, I'm super excited for Titan. Um, there is no trivia for me to answer today from Mr. Justin, which is okay because we can, uh, reconvene and when we start recording again, and he's probably going to throw some bangers my way that I'm going to have to really figure out, which is okay. Um, so being as though we were going to, we're going on a hiatus after this episode, I was going to do a list of movies that involve, um, heat waves, but I'd probably end up just talking about do the right thing over and over again, as I have before, because Spike Lee is awesome. Um, but if you haven't seen it, watch do the right thing ASAP, buy it on Criterion, do what you can. It's a great movie. Um, and it, I'm actually going to talk about another little thing from Spike Lee in a second. Anyway, so I figured I'd end off my summer by talking about a an actor who always delivers and is always hot on the tail of every performance he ever does, and that's Mr. Denzel Washington. Um, 2021 for me is the year of Denzel, which I'm very much okay with. I think my letterbox says I've watched... 13 or 14 movies so far that he is in this year. Um, so it's been a really good run so far. So the he's just, there's no other way to put it, but then he's just fantastic. Honestly, he, like the internet says, he knows his assignment um, and he just delivers every single time. The movie itself could be a heap of trash too, or just super questionable, but yet Denzel is going to be your best part of the movie. In my opinion, um, he reminds me, of a lot of old Hollywood actors who portray just suaveness on screen and make acting look so easy, yet it's definitely not. Let's be real. But um, obviously, I could sit here and talk for days about how great Malcolm X is. Everybody knows about Malcolm X. They know about Training Day and even remember the Titans, which I'm pretty sure was my gateway to Denzel. I mean, I feel like it might have been a lot of people my my age. Who, who knows? But I still love that movie. It's so great. But um, there's other movies that aren't really talked about as much. And that's kind of what I wanted to mention. So there's just a few out there um, that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention. If you have not seen them, definitely seek them out. Um, The first one is what I believe should be in the Criterion Collection, but it's a neo-noir movie by Carl Franklin um, called Devil in a Blue Dress. It's just so good. And Denzel's so young in it too. Very young. Um, worth every minute of that movie. It's so good. Um, then Carl Franklin also directed another movie called Out of Time, which is more modern in time set for the movie itself, but it's a cop drama about the cop, this police officer who gets himself stuck in this case, basically, and is trying to find his way out of it because he does have a little bit of guiltiness in it. And it's just... I don't want to give too much away, but just watch it. It's so good. So next on my list is going to be a movie from the wonderful director, Tony Scott. May he rest in peace. He is uh, Ridley Scott's brother, if you don't know, but it's a movie called Man on Fire. Um, and it's probably one of my favorite Denzel performances. It's up there. It's just really great. And since it's a surprising movie, I remember watching it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Turned out I loved it. Um, It has a really wonderful performance by Mark Anthony, the singer who also dated Jennifer Lopez at a point in time. And then also Dakota Fanning, who 
young Dakota Fanning is just perfect in almost everything. I don't know. She was just a really great childhood actor. I wish I would see, we could see her in more stuff. She hasn't really been in much that I really know of or have seen. So come back, Dakota, please. Ella's great. Your sister's great. But I do miss Dakota. <laughs> um, and I said I was going to bring back Spike Lee. So the last movie I wanted to mention was um, a movie called Inside Man. Again, directed by Spike Lee. Went through a little Spike Lee phase so far this year, and I'm probably going to get back to it at some point because there's some that I am missing out of the Denzel Spike Lee mashup. But um, it's a bank heist movie and stars, I think, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in it, um, and Jodie Foster. Um, really good stuff, though. It's a it's a head scratcher towards the end. So again, don't want to give away anything, but worth it. <laughs> so, um, like I said, I've watched a lot of Denzel Washington movies this year and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I plan to continue my watch through the end of 2021. And maybe by the time we return after our little hiatus, I have added to my list. So, um, I hope you guys have a great summer. We will talk to you in like, I think Caden said about a month-ish ish, I guess. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll find out from him again. But um, yeah, have a great summer. Stay cool as possible. And I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. And welcome back, folks. Thanks for hanging around with us for this long. That was one mighty, mighty Rachel's review. It's been a few weeks since we last heard from her, but she's slowly settling into a new abode on the east coast so we're glad to have you back rachel and what a send-off it was we'll have you back in a few weeks when we come back but right now i hear something something in the background those of you are familiar with our wonderful foley effects those of you that aren't that's the sound let me tell you of ice clinking in a Whiskey class. Welcome to the whiskey shot. Do-da. 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 It's the time oh, we talk about all the things we are going to be. <laughs> there you go. I got nothing more. I really got to focus on. Focus? Practice my melody. Sleep. sleep. My sleep. Sleep. Yeah. What? Sleep. We got to go to sleep. Let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this up. So the whiskey shot, folks, is a derivative of the martini shot, which is an old film set term where it's the final shot of the day, basically. So after this, we go and have an actual whiskey shot and we go to bed. But we're not alcoholics, so we probably won't do that. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to do that. I don't know about Justin here. <laughs> I don't He'll have probably whiskey. stay awake. I'm going <laughs> to stay up. I'm going to play some. Oh, I'll get into what I'm going to do after you. Yeah, yeah. So what we what we do is we're going to talk about what we're going to do creatively and uh, recreationally over the next couple of weeks this time. So because we're going on a little bit of a summer break, folks, we're going to be enjoying the summer while we can. Uh, I'm going to be watching a lot of films. I actually really want to watch the Lord of the Rings trilogy. If I can track it down, I have no idea where it is, but I have Prime. I've got Netflix. I've got Disney Plus. I'm hoping it's on one of those three, or I might just have to buy it off the internet who knows so i'm gonna be doing that going to be watching i'll get i'll definitely get to the tomorrow war so that i can talk some sci-fi uh catch up on some films that we've spoken about over the last 
50 odd episodes because there's a lot that I have not seen that I've wanted to watch. I'm going to be doing that. We're definitely, we're going to be digging deep into Project Punk. Hashtag Project Punk. Uh, those of you that want to follow along, check out the wooden bull handles. You'll maybe see some some posts about that. There's some up there already. You kind of figure out what's going on with that. Uh, we're not keeping it a secret, but we're not shouting it out to the world. So dig in, investigate, get on it. And that's about it. It's going to be trying to find that balance of sleep, exercise, work, recreation. That's my goals. Mm. What about you, Mr. Fantastic? Yeah, man. I got to tell you, I've really enjoyed doing this season with you, with all our listeners, fans out there. Thank you to you guys. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to unplugging, man. Um, you know, I'm going to be, I think I'm here for like 11 days in August and that's it. And so I fully am planning on just turning my phone off and disconnecting and spending some good time with no. the family. Yeah. And some friends uh, beep powering down. Um, no. I always like it when I get to do that. It's, it's very refreshing for the soul. So, but I'm also really excited because we're going to be getting into project punk as well. Full-time commitment, you know, doing the show. Um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time and we have something super exciting that we are working on right now and we need to give that the attention it deserves. It's just a baby right now. Babies are a lot of work. They need a lot of attention at the beginning. Uh, so super excited to do that. Of course, I'm going to watch a ton of shows and movies I don't even like my for sure is Black Widow and I'll finish the kids is all right. Um, but who knows how long uh, this pause will be for. So can't can't predict what all I'm going to be watching. Man, I'm going to be playing some guitar. going to be doing a bunch more skateboarding. Just enjoying summer, like you say. I hope you guys will get a chance to do the same. Uh, Normally, I would tell you to like and subscribe if you haven't already. I mean, you should do it, but there won't be an episode for a while. <laughs> but do it. It'll no, be I a could. good chance to catch up um, on all the other ones. Yeah, exactly. And and come hang out with us on the socials because we will, as as Project Punk starts to, to grow, there will be more more interactions and stuff we'll be posting on our, our wooden bowl films, socials. So come hang out with us there. So from Mr. Fantastic, silky smooth, uh, the mischievous guy, and all the other great names, Hayden. I just want to say thank you so much for just doing this with me every week and uh, it's been a lot of fun I look forward to coming back and doing this with you again and with all the the listeners so for one last time for season one from a certain point of view this is Justin Turnbull signing off
It's so very sentimental. <laughs> I can't what? say the word for it. <laughs> so, I'm choking up here. So much sentimentalness. Quite the sign up there from Mr. Justin Turbo. Uh, I would like to echo his sentiments to the audience and the collective. Uh, thanks for everyone for coming along on this journey. It was been this first little little chunk of time. It's been quite fun. Uh, quite the surprise to me actually at how much uh, engagement that we got and how many listeners we've had. So I truly, madly, deeply, Savage Garden the heck out of our fans. <laughs> Um, but yeah be safe be cool and uh, you'll still hear from us just not on podcasts for a few weeks uh, until then this is Hayden Woodhead aka Comedy Frog <laughs> uh, and uh, Stantler and uh, Waldorf sometimes and, uh, I and a number of two and uh, we had David Attenborough here on here one time and uh, any number of other characters that you might have heard along the way. Um, but mostly just me, Hayden, saying goodbye, good night, good evening, good afternoon. Au revoir, sayonara. One, one more thing. One more thing. I just remembered the joke. The joke. It took us three hours, I remembered. This is like a okay. real life goodbye, folks. It just keeps on going. <laughs> This is it. This is. I'm gonna end. This is how I want to end season one with you. And if anybody's still listening at this point, which is probably minimal, so if you made it this far, this is for you as well. What do you call a pile of cats? A meow. Mountain. Yes, I knew that. I knew that. Sayonara. Goodbye.